This Marketplace podcast is supported by Mingle, the agile project management tool for software teams focused on continuous improvement. Mingle's custom card walls and realistic reporting help teams start with familiar practices and change as they go. More at ThoughtWorks.com slash Mingle. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. When does a so-called glitch start to threaten policy? Nobody's madder than me about the fact that the website isn't working as well as it should. So when will it start to work? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Make it a working lunch. Listen to the Marketplace Midday Update podcast for the day's top business headlines. Subscribe on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcast. From APM in New York, I'm Lizzie O'Leary in for Kai Rizdahl, and this is the Marketplace Podcast for Monday, the 21st of October. It's good to have you with us. We're 21 days into the official start of the healthcare exchanges. That's three weeks. And so far, it has not been going perfectly, as even President Obama admitted today. So what's it going to take to fix the exchange sites and make this work? We called up Sarah Cliff. She covers healthcare policy for The Washington Post. Sarah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. The president in the Rose Garden said no one was madder than he was about all the problems with the exchange websites. Is that going to mollify anybody? You know, I think a lot of people are trying to shop for insurance or very angry themselves right now. I know I've talked to a lot of my readers and folks across the country who are trying to shop for insurance who have tried upwards of 60 times to purchase coverage. And for them, I don't think it will help so much. I think what they're really waiting for is the moment when they can go through the application process, find out if they qualify for financial help, and ultimately get to the point where they're actually putting down a payment for an insurance plan. I think that's what's going to take to really satisfy the people trying to buy coverage right now. To what degree does the success of the Affordable Care Act rest on the success of the exchange websites? I think it rests on the success of the exchange websites a lot. Healthcare.gov and the state marketplaces were always seen as the main portal for enrollment. The idea was we weren't going to have people going into offices and filling out pen and paper and dealing with you know weeks of mailing things back and forth, that the website would really be a smooth shopping experience. It's, you know, President Obama himself said it would be something like shopping on Expedia or Kayak for a plane ticket. That clearly has not been the case. And if the insurance expansion piece of the law is going to work, the website is going to need to work as well. We've talked about what people call the front end problems. People can't sign up. They have difficulty seeing the prices and comparison shopping. But there are also these back end problems, getting the information to the insurers themselves Explain what the back-end issues are and why they, even though people can't see them, are so important. So what's happening on the back-end is when someone signs up for health insurance through the marketplace, the website is supposed to send a notice to the insurance company saying you have a new enrollee or you have a new family that's signed up for your plan. That data, what we're hearing from insurance companies, isn't quite right. Um, the Wall Street Journal had a funny example of someone who had shown up as enrolled with 
three spouses, that it was an individual who had three spouses. It turns out it was actually one spouse and two children. And right now, not a lot of people are getting to the enrollment process, so insurance companies can handle these problems manually. They can call the guy with three spouses and say, do you actually have three spouses? (laughs) If these front-end problems let up and more people get through, all of a sudden we're not talking about dozens of applications. We're talking about hundreds, maybe thousands. Then it's really hard for insurance companies to follow up, and they're really going to need to rely on that data being accurate. And you know that's going to be probably the next wave of tech problems that we're going to be watching. Would this happen if Silicon Valley were doing this and not the government? That is a good question and one, you know, we've been trying to understand. Yesterday, Health and Human Services put out a memo saying, you know, we're bringing in the best and the brightest to really help fix this, which raises the question, where were the best and the brightest when you were initially building healthcare.gov? Some people I talk to really lay fault at the government contracting process, which they say requires you to have a lot of knowledge about how to maneuver this very bureaucratic process and really weeds out a lot of small companies that might be able to do these kind of projects really, really well, but don't have the know-how of how to navigate this very messy, cumbersome.